0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza! Touchdown, Kansas City!
0: According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Touchdown, Bullpups!
1: No flags on the play! It is 99 yards, right up the seam! The big
0: play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world, <laughs>
1: 69 offense. who's giving them the
2: business.
0: And even some things not happening in the sports world.
2: I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
3: Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, especially in downtown Inman, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. (laughs) Good afternoon. Steve, we have a lot to get to today. A very busy show after a long night of bullpup volleyball last night. Did you watch the National League wildcard game? I did. We're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. You got your prediction correct.
2: Uh, Boy, I wasn't looking good for a while.
3: You were not looking good (laughs) for a while as your your Washington Nationals were down 3-1, bottom of the eighth inning, and then they were able to find a way to win in the bottom of the eighth and then hold on to the ninth. We can talk about that. There's a ton of stuff going on in terms of our side of the business with the McPherson Eye Bullpups and their football schedule being released for next year. We will dive into that, maybe talk a little bit about Bueller coming up on Friday night. But before we do that, you might have heard a couple of chuckles in the background. We have an extra couple of guests in the studio with us today. One of them is Leroy Weddle, one of them is Francis Hendricks, and they are here today to tell us a little bit about a golf tournament that they have going on at Turkey Creek. It's coming up next Friday, October 11th. And this will benefit the Haiti Water Project. And guys, I want to hear a little bit about this tournament and what you're doing to promote it, how many people you're trying to get out there. So first off, tell us why you're starting this tournament, and then we'll dive into some more details.
4: Okay. Uh, the tournament actually is being started. Um, this, As I said, this is our, our first and last annual Haiti Water Project tournament. <laughs> um we're we're members of the Church of the Brethren here in town, and our our church has been involved with uh, with some efforts in Haiti for ever since the the, the uh, earthquake in 2010. Uh, and uh, we're right now we're in a process of trying to raise hundred thousand dollars to drill water wells in Haiti, and it takes about eight to ten thousand dollars to drill one well down there. And um, as one of the guys, I had the opportunity to go down there this summer. One of the locals down there said, "Water is life for them. It's just, it's just, it's just a really poor country, and and they need a lot of need a lot of help." So uh, Francis Hendricks, Bud Taylor, and I um, are, are putting together a golf tournament, and the proceeds of this tournament will go to the Haiti Water Project. On that, and that's so that's really. That's why we started it. Uh, we, we've we got several corporate sponsors. We're doing pretty well that way. But uh, we really need a few more golfers to come out. And uh, we have, I think, five teams right now.
2: And what kind of – is it going to be a four-man scramble, four-person scramble, I guess you'd call it now? Yes. Yeah, Okay.
4: Yeah, it will be
2: okay. a scramble. Okay. And, uh, and what time is it going to be on the 11th?
4: Uh, Tee off will be at 9 o'clock. Okay. And uh, registration will start probably about 8, 8.15. Okay. on that so yeah uh, and we're going to have uh, you know it's a benefit so we're not going to give away a lot of a lot of big prizes but uh, there will be uh, a cash prize for the first and second place teams um, if we get enough teams we'll have two flights on that and then we'll have some contests uh, you know like longest drive and longest putt and closest to the pin and things like that some of our corporate sponsors are helping to provide uh, the gifts uh, Prizes for those con contests.
3: Well, I know that you guys are also going to be having a silent auction as well. Do you know most of the items that you're probably going to have for this auction?
4: Well, it's it's probably going to be um, a small <laughs> silent auction. We do have some items. Uh, we have some shirts and caps and shirts, caps, uh, uh, shirts, shirts, caps,
5: uh, belt, uh, uh, wor- workout pants. But the primary uh, one is uh, I had contacted the uh, KU Athletic Association, K State, and the Kansas City Royals to see about getting something from them, and the KU uh, Athletic Department sent uh, me—it's uh, uh, it's really a receipt to receive uh, a KU basketball signed by this year's team. It will not be signed until November fifteenth, but uh, I've got the the slip uh, with the. Uh, you know it'll make it a possibility for it. so that'll be a, that should be a good item hopefully if k u uh, basketball team is playing this year. Well, that's
3: what I said earlier when you told me about that item. I said, that's either going to be the greatest basketball item for a KU fan, or maybe even a K-State fan. I think yeah, that would be a, a, a great Assigned
2: basketball by the first team to be on probation in 30 years for KU, so it actually kind of would be a collector's yeah, item. It might uh, be. Now,
3: will you guys be serving lunch or breakfast for this tournament next Friday?
4: Yes. Uh, we will have donuts uh, uh, prior to the tournament, and then there will be a lunch following the tournament uh served by kanakis ooh so that that ought to be kind of good oh yeah
2: that should be a draw right there yeah
4: so so we uh we really would like to get uh, get several more people involved and it's just going to be a fun time i think uh, i think people will enjoy it and hopefully we'll have decent weather
3: yeah let's Um, hope so hopefully it's not like today yeah what's the best way to go about getting registered i know you mentioned it was four person teams What's the best way of going and getting everything set up so that way everybody will be registered and good go next week?
4: The, the easiest way to do it would be just to contact Turkey Creek. Uh, Trey Paul has a sign-up sheet out there, and uh, he can take the names and, and put them on that sheet. Uh, otherwise, they, they could contact uh, me. I'm Leroy Weddle at uh, 245-4442. Or Francis,
5: mine's uh, 785 Two zero zero five three two five I guess that's yeah that that
4: would be
3: the yeah, now you have to give out your phone number what, what's your social security number <laughs> One 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 one. <laughs> now. Leroy, you mentioned that you went down to Haiti earlier this year. I did. And yeah, of did. course, we're almost a decade removed from the big earthquake that caused a lot of this. And I have known a couple of people that have been down to Puerto Rico in the last couple of years since they had the big earthquake. And if I remember right, there was another one that kind of swept through there again. What was the wreckage like, you know, 10 years later, almost after that initial earthquake when you were down there this summer?
4: There, there has been some building going on. Um, since the uh, earthquake in 2010, but it, sometimes it's hard to tell, whoa, you know where, where things are just uh, rubble or where they're beginning to, to get things back together again. We did go to one, one town, I call it a town, Canaan, uh, which was before the earthquake was not there. And uh, now it's a, it's a city of about 50,000 people.: Wow. And they, most of those came from Port-au-Prince. Uh, had to be relocated there, but it's um, and it's it 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 is just kind of a put together kind of community.
2: Makes you just realize how lucky we are to have what we have here in this that, country. That's
4: true. That's true. I think Haiti has been. Um, they it said it's the poorest country in the in the Western Hemisphere. Wow. And uh, I, I had not been to a third world country before, and I was, it was just blew me away the the poverty, uh, the lack of sanitation, uh, you know, lack of drinking water. Um, so it, it's it's a it's a place that needs needs a lot of assistance.
3: So that's the main thing with this golf tournament is, of course, raising money for the Haiti Wander Project and. If you guys are able to raise the $100,000 and whenever, however long it takes, mm-hmm. do you plan on through the Church of the Brethren going down there and, and working on this, or is it more you send a different group to go down there? I don't know if you're a very good well digger. I, 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 don't, I don't know if that would be your job. I don't think be he'd be
1: right job. now since he's in a sling. <laughs> no, no,
3: but would it be you guys going down there and, and helping with some of this work, or would you outfit this to somebody else?
4: No, it would be outfitted to somebody else. Uh, some of the money that's been raised has already gone to that, and so there there are a few water wells that have already been dug, but they have to they have to have a company come in, and uh, the ground is so rocky and hard that it, it it you really have to go down and, and dig, and it, it takes a what I understand they they have the it'd be like something like a, just a big water drill on on the back of a truck would come in and. and dig the hole. And then when you particularly at the lower levels, what you're getting is is you know, Caribbean salt water. So then they have to put in a reverse osmosis system to make it drinkable. And so that, that adds to the cost of it. So you have these it'll come up with a station and they'll have this os, this osmosis system and it's it's available for anybody in the community to come fill up their their water jug water jugs. And have drinking water and uh, uh, water to cook with and things like that.
3: Well, one more time, let's go through all the details for the Haiti Water Project Golf Scramble. That'll be coming up next Friday, which is October 11th. It'll be at Turkey Creek Golf Course. Sign up is $65 per golfer. Is there any discount for a team? I I, I think the math in my head would be 200 and something, 260. Is that the right math for a team? Any discount for a team or just still 260 to sign up for the four?
4: It's been 260 for everybody. Okay,
3: and that will include some whole prizes as well as a silent auction. There will be lunch involved with this and anything else you want to add for next Friday?
4: Just, no, just have, come out and have fun. Um, that's, that's our goal is to have fun um, you know with Get Steve out there, and he could probably whip most of them. I don't know if Steve
3: could right now.
2: I haven't touched a club for about a month.
1: Oh, my goodness.
3: I think he would struggle, and I think he would be very upset, and I think he'd go and want his money back after about 14 holes. He'd say, I'm sick of this. I'm done. Give me that money back.
5: We do have one hole where we're going to have everybody has to use a nine iron for the whole hole. Oh. You tee off with it. You do your approach shot with it. You're going to have to putt with it.
3: Then I think it would be really bad for Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, we appreciate it. And again, if you want to get signed up, contact the Turkey Creek Clubhouse at 620-241-8530. That is the Turkey Creek number. and right. With some of this information, do you guys have anything online, a Facebook page or anything about it?
4: No, we don't. Well, then
3: we'll have Steve put up a story. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can put something up we, we can add to his workload we'll a little bit. We'll put something on
2: our website. Oh, that'd be great. We, we can,
4: can leave a poster, that. maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll hang we up a poster oh, yeah. here inside the station as well. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming in today, and hopefully we can get a few more teams signed up and ready to go for next Friday.
4: Well... Thanks for having having us. us. We appreciate that very much. You bet.
3: Thank you. And hopefully we'll get that basketball, and and somebody will either really enjoy it or it's going (laughs) on a K-State fan's mantle, and they'll say, that 2020 KU (laughs) team. All right, well, we will take our first break. When we come back, Steve, I want to talk with you about the National League wildcard game last night and get your takes on if you still have faith in the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw, I'm feeling good about him. Yeah. All right, we'll take our first break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
3: We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve? Maybe you'll have to sneak away from the office on Friday morning, next Friday, and play a little golf to benefit Haiti.
2: Yeah, I haven't, tu- like I said, I haven't touched a club in a month almost.
3: I was hoping you could just get out there and really rip it. Well, I could. I think maybe you could you know, win I'd, this I'd thing. I'd swing from the heels. That's right. And well, scramble, Steve. We were busy at volleyball last night, but did you get a chance to go back home and check out the end of the National League wild card game? I
2: did, and boy, I was... think
3: we got back probably about the seventh inning. Yeah. Um,
2: I did, and it looked like Milwaukee's bullpen was just doing a great job, and then they go to their ace, Josh Hader, and he just didn't have it. And the Nationals took advantage with three runs and won the ball game.
3: It's funny that we get to this point of the year and all these teams, it comes down to one game, and Washington has just struggled in these one game, I think that they've played in the, in the playoff series several never, times never in the NLDS, and, and they just couldn't win a winner-take-all, and it sure looked like they were not going to win again. But then it was Juan Soto that delivered with the big hit in the bottom of the eighth inning. The bases were loaded. They had two outs, and they were down by two runs, and it looked like it was going to be a routine single. It rolls underneath the right fielder's glove, and the Nationals end up taking the lead. I do have the call from Victor Robles on Nationals radio of not only the game-winning single, as well as the final out for the Nationals.
1: The kick, here it comes. Swing it away. Rendon to the right of the cutout at third. Here's the pitch. Swing and a fly ball, center field. Robles going back. Still back down.
3: A wild card curly W. Yeah, the cur- I like that. Yeah,
2: because their their uh, logo is a curly W. But um, you know, it was interesting. I was watching. I like to watch the MLB Network. You're a
3: big fan of the Mad Dog. I am.
2: Yeah, but I it was. It's really interesting when they you know they had all their. They've got so many people that work at that place. They got like 35 analysts. It seems like, but a lot of people at MLB have the Nationals in the World Series, and some have them winning it. Wow. And the reason being, their first three pitchers are pretty good. You got Well, Scherzer. that Max
3: Scherzer guy isn't too bad. Yeah, you
2: got Scherzer, Strasburg. I saw had... a
3: stat, though, yesterday, Steve, that he had lost his last seven postseason starts. And
2: his last five starts of this season were not good. So, And, you know, he gave up some early runs, and it looked like they were going to stand up. And, and then Josh Hader, you know, they, they, they had their best out there. They said, if we're going to go down, we're going down with with our best and Josh Hader just did not have it he was overthrowing everything struggling to throw strikes and and uh, just didn't get it done
3: so tonight on the American League side now the Nationals will take on the Dodgers but tonight on the American League side I think this has a chance to be another really good wild card game with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland A's you've got Charlie Morton taking on Sean Manaya. You taking the A's Former tonight? Former Royal, by the way. Former Royal. Was, Sean Manaya Was went, he involved in the Zobris he trade? He was
2: in the Zobris trade. And boy, you know, as much as Zobris helped the Royals win the World Series, Sean Manaya is, is a great talent. But this is, i tell you, you know, everyone's picking Oakland. I haven't hardly seen anyone pick Tampa Bay. When Charlie Morton's on, with it, he has the best curveball probably right now in baseball except for maybe Strasburg.
3: I should have looked this up before, Steve, but I would have to imagine that these are the most combined wins for a wild card game oh, no question. ever no question with 97 for the A's and 96 for the Rays yeah
2: you know I, I said yesterday the American League's top heavy it's got it's got six great teams and then six teams that just you know or nine teams that just stinks so. well remember
3: when the Royals were in the wild card game in 2014 they had 89 wins right so they had 89 and Oakland must have had 88 or 87 right so Kansas that's City's still home. 20 less wins than what this game has. But
2: that I think this Tampa Bay-Oakland game is fascinating because they're kind of built the same way. Tampa Bay spends less money on their team than any team in baseball, and Oakland is not too far behind. Billy Bean of Moneyball fame, you know, is still there. It's more
3: like cheat ball.
2: It is cheat ball. But, uh, you know, it's really funny. I bet Tampa Bay and Oakland look at, like, the Yankees and the Red Sox and say, you guys spend 300-some million we spend like fifty-five million, and we're just where you are.
3: So that game is going to be on ESPN tonight. I need your prediction. Are you saying A's?
2: I've got A's. I, I just um, for one thing, they hit the ball out of the park a lot more. Tampa Bay has to really scratch out the runs. But playing games to me are really interesting because how soon when your starting pitcher gets in trouble, how soon do you pull him in a regular season game? You let your starting pitcher kind of work through it. The first sign of trouble, it's to the bullpen. Steven Strasburg last night came in for Scherzer, and Strasburg would have figured to be the game one starter against the Dodgers, but now it'll probably be Patrick Corbin uh, when they play. Well, they play on Friday maybe? Or is it thir- Thursday? Or fr- I figured
3: it would be tomorrow. I think
2: it's Friday. I want to say They five. play tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. So Patrick Corbin will probably get the start, and then uh, I don't know who they're – Anibal Sanchez I think is their next guy. Then you'll have – Scherzer and then Strasburg and then Corbin and pitch for game five.
3: Steve, I don't know about you, but I think the MLB playoff model right now is the best playoff model and structure of any professional sports league. I like
2: league. it. I like it because
3: you get a wild card game, so you get four different teams that have a chance to win in a one game playoff. Then you have a best of five. Which I think it speeds things up, right? And then two best of seven, right? I think that's the best setup See, that any league and the, has. And
2: the NBA just drags, an NHL seven games, Bozo. seven games, yeah. seven oh, they're games. In it. they're in it for the money grab, but but in baseball, uh, I like the best of five. Uh, it really puts the pressure on, and uh, especially to me, the pressure is more on the home team and a best of five. That's what I think because if they don't, if they split or go down 0-2, two, they're in big trouble,
3: right? just like the Royals and the Angels right. from a couple years exactly. ago. All right, Or it could be the opposite, where the Royals and the Astros had to had to find some miracles in game number four. Yeah. Whew, what a what a stressful day that was. Yeah. But I'd, I'd be happy to go back and, sure. and relive some of those. Sure. All right, Steve, let's take our final break. Bullpup football released its schedule for the next two years. Got some changes. A couple of changes. We'll tell you about those next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
3: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, big announcement today. Big. Bullpup football released its schedule for the next two years, and we talked about it a little bit last week, the way the classifications work. For football, everything is scheduled in two-year cycles. I don't know exactly why they do it besides just making things a little easier. They know that they can schedule classifications for two years. Home and home. Yeah, right. It makes it home and home. You don't have to put together a new football schedule every single year. So here will be their schedule in 2020, and then it will be the inverse of this in 2021. They flip where they will play the game. So next year, week one against Salina South at home, week two on the road at Circle, week three... Here's a change. The Bullpups will be at home to take on Great Bend. Week 4, they will be at Winfield. Week 5 will be homecoming, taking on El Dorado. Week 6 at Bueller. Week 7 at Mulvane. And Week 8, they will be taking on Augusta at home. So, for those of you that are sitting at home and thinking, okay, so what changed? Number 1, they are adding Great Bend and Mulvane and dropping Abilene and Rose Hill.
2: And I think that's good, considering where those programs are right now. Definitely... I mean, it's, it's definitely strengthening. Playing Great Bend traditionally is a very good football team.
3: Well, and Great Bend has been really good over the last four years. They've won 25 games over right. the last four years, and they are 2-2 two and two so far this year. And Great Bend, whenever they originally put this schedule together, and we saw this schedule a couple of months ago and knew that they would be adding those two teams, whenever they put this together, the thought was Great Bend will be a 5-8 team. And so they'll be able to play a team that is in the bigger classification. It'll be a strength of schedule game, a team that you won't be seeing later on down the road. But it turns out that Great Bend fell to Class 4A. They're the second biggest in Class 4A. And so I don't think it's a bad thing, but this is a team that they could be playing in the playoffs.
2: I I find it stunning that Great Bend is a 4A school. I would have never, ever thought, because they were always in the middle of the road in 5A. So obviously uh, some schools have gotten bigger. Great Bend has regressed a little bit. And, uh, but I, I think it's a, it's a great matchup. Let's face it, the Bullpups need some challenges on the schedule. It's no fun to play, well, what's probably this year going to be six games where basically they can name the score. Let's face it, six games this year the Bullpups are going to take the field, and they pretty much know before the game even starts, in the back of their minds, they're going to win the game. So they need some challenges on the schedule. And then Mulvane has really been a good team in the past. Who will ever forget the year? Mulvane came up here in the playoffs.
3: 2014. They had a
2: losing record. They were like, I think they were 3-6. and six. Came up here and beat McPherson in the first round of the playoffs. And uh, Mulvane has had some really nice teams down through the years.
3: And even though they've been pretty good over the last couple of years, they have really struggled to begin this year as right. they are 0-4. They did give the they, Bueller Crusaders a pretty good game yeah, last week, but though.
2: The thing is, Rose Hill and Abilene off the schedule, those two programs have really bottomed out and uh, just making this schedule tougher. I don't, you know, we always talk about, we like, you know, we like the starters be on the bench at halftime. Well, to me, I like seeing the kids. I like to see our starters play four quarters. I don't like to see them on the bench, you know, for, for the whole second half, but you have to do it because you don't want to risk getting them hurt in games that are already decided. But I like seeing the starters go deep into the game.
3: So, One thing that I saw with this, and and it made me think of, McPherson has not played Great Bend in quite some time. They have not played since 2008. And, Steve, I know that you can remember this rivalry a little bit better. But this is a pretty good rivalry from the last few years. Or not the last few years, but historically. McPherson and Great Bend were similar-sized towns, and they played in a lot of different sports. And, and
2: of course, anybody that's been a long, long long-time Bullpup fan... We'll never forget the night over in Great Bend, Dwayne Chandler, 408, a grid odyssey. For I think the first carry of the game he went for 99, and like a carry or two later he goes for 81. He's got like 180 in the first quarter. I remember Carol Swenson keeping the stats that night, and we're going, man, he's over 300. And then all of a sudden he rips off another long run. He's at 400. We're going, oh, my God, this is just crazy. And the only reason was because Great Bend was really good. And they were scoring right as much as the bullpups were. <laughs> so that was a bullpup playoff team. Had Tim Hine at quarterback, uh, Dwayne Chandler running back. Hey, the guys like – uh, uh, Would that uh, Brady, have been the 88 team that right, made it to the state semis? Brady, Wilborn, Scotty, Laduke, guys like that. Uh, had a big offensive line, I remember. Uh, but uh, now Dwayne Chandler that night, it was just like – it was like he was running against air because they just couldn't bring him down.
3: All right, Steve, so that's the schedule. You'll have something posted at Mid-Kansas Online here pretty soon. The that, next 10
2: minutes after we get off the air. So you'll
3: have that. Rest of this week, Bullpup Soccer with a huge start to Bueller Week. Bueller Week. Coming up tomorrow night as they'll be taking on the Crusaders down at Bueller. And, and then the
2: Bullpups won 12-0 last night in a half against El Dorado.
3: Bueller will be a significantly tougher opponent. Correct. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Then Friday night, we've got Bullpup Football. McPherson taking on Bueller. We'll talk about that tomorrow on our Bullpup Football Preview Thursday, and everything going into that matchup. Because we know that if McPherson can get over this one final hurdle, right. then they've got a chance to sprint to the finish line undefeated and
2: do a rain dance. We do not want rain on Friday, even though it's like eighty percent chance.
3: Oh no, I, I kind of like overcast.
2: Well, I just I think it, I think rain's a great equalizer, so I like the you know I don't like the elements kind of playing a role in the game. I like it manu Imanu
3: And even though we ended the game on Friday night early, it wasn't because of the rain. It was because of what was coming in because right. of the score. And we
2: ran into it on the way home. Ooh, that, was,
3: that was nerve-wracking. You bet. Intense. All right, Steve, we will wrap up today's show. One more time, your prediction for tonight, AL Wild Card?
2: I've got Oakland. I, I just think Oakland's going to get it done. Then Oakland's going to play Houston. That's going to be a, a very good series, but I think Houston gets Oakland.
3: I'm looking forward to it, too. MLB playoffs, October. I
2: like October baseball.
3: Not a lot better. We'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson,